Save that one, but this one is bite the bullet. Ah, bite the bullet. Uh, has anyone in history bitten a bullet? Like um, exploded in their mouth? Because yeah, I mean, you bite the dust um, when you trip over and stuff. Dust is hard to bite. You, I would have thought you gulp dust. Yeah, which I mean, I think like Rex is saying, it's when you fall well, over, yeah, inhale dust. Inhale think about you know, it's like an old western. Yeah, there's dust. The ground's dusty. You, Okay, yeah, yeah, you get that little puff of smoke. You're probably not specifically chomping a dust, dust particle. Mm. I don't want to. I don't. I hope this is the last time we ever talk about magicians. For those, of, for those of you who listened to last week's episode, but the only time I could see anyone ever biting a bullet would be in a magic trick. You know, I've yeah, yeah, seen yeah. that on TV where they shoot a gun, they they attempt to they catch, catch in their teeth, teeth but really because they're magicians, they're lying to you. And they really didn't. Or but you, you honestly need to get over it, mate. Nah, <laughs> did people bite bullets to test their their strength? Well, well sorry, so I'm going to cut in because I'm just curious. Well, do we all know? Do we all have an understanding of what biting a bullet is? Well, what does it mean in, in to use it in a sentence? Isn't if, it like if, a if leap, you're to bite the just bullet, just do it. Leap of faith. Leap of faith. Yeah, yeah. Like, just go for it. That's not in my. I I, I associate a negative um, vibe, if you like, to to bite the bullet. I think you know to use it in a sentence. You're left with no other option, or you got to confess, or you got to own up to something, or you got to take some sort of option that isn't overly appealing. You got to bite the bullet. I think you're right. I think in most contexts it is a negative thing. Mm. You don't want to bite the bullet, but no, who would want? But for some reason you've got it. Yeah, you're left with no other choice but to bite the bullet, which means take a take some sort of you know. So in a literal option. sense, why is why are people biting a bullet? I see it like not so negative, but I guess it starts from a negative place, but it's more of like a overcoming a fear. So doing, you're buying the bullet to, to, to just do it, just to like say for example, you're, you're bungee jumping. When was the last, have you ever bitten the bullet in that context? Have you ever overcome a fear? Have you ever pushed yourself to, to bite a bullet? Um, when you're a bit younger, you hit, you go onto the clubs and, and whatnot. <laughs> Bit younger, you're 26, man. Yeah, well, those days. Still got a good five years in you. Those days are over. We're talking about today. Fuck music festivals, mate. I think I went to one music. I think I was. Don't worry about it. No, go on. (laughs) No, (laughs) just bring it up. Did you bite the bullet and go to a music festival? Plenty of times, but I just just even saying music festivals (laughs) makes me tired. I'm way too old for music festivals, but I was never a music festival. I've been to two of them. Um, that's what I mean like the first music festival I went to I had a great time everything else from there was probably just I felt like it was a race like an endurance race like can I make it to the end mm, can What's I put it? up with fuckwits for you know 12 hours straight it was a slog yeah basically but, but I could there was a time when I could and I had a great time and is then, it fair to say you might have been one of the fuckwits I could have been yeah <laughs> fuckwits are very easy to put up with when you are a fuckwit right in there with them I don't reckon I was ever at their level of fuck with his, <laughs> nah, with his I'm, only, I'm only staring. But um, I definitely wore a fluoro singlet to a festival at one point. No, but it was before. They were all the rage. We've all, before we've it was all a shit thing to do. We've all worn a fluoro singlet. I've never had one. Bullshit. Um, you, 
I don't, I don't Got know, any tradie mates and they were giving you a fluorescing letter theirs? <sighs> God, I've, I've, trust me, I've worn some bad clothes, but I've never worn some, uh, like a, a fluorescing letter. I wore one of those hats with a um, with a helicopter thing coming out at the top. <laughs> the propeller. Yeah, it sort of as a bit of a goof to one of them. I think I wore it to Home Bake, two thousand and nine. Not my finest day. Peacocking. So you always got to do peacocking. Well, yeah, yeah. helicoptering. <laughs> um, but yeah, peacocking going into you know club things and stuff that you do. There's plenty of times where you know your mates are urging you on to go up and speak to that girl or make a move, and that's when I just had to bite the bullet and overcome and it wasn't negative things not like I didn't want to do it it was more the fear fear of rejection fear of rejection but they were getting real deep now but it was more like in, like you know I bit the bullet and I was like I just got to do this how did it go well that's always the fear how did it go yeah well I'm currently 25 and single so I don't think it went that well <laughs> well it might have been a nice little one-nighter can't tell you down mate I don't kiss and tell <laughs> unless you get a few drinks this in. is a story right it'll haunt me forever but um I was about 16, I was at this sort of gathering, right? And Gathering? Yeah, gathering. I'm imagining you around like a bushfire. <laughs> out, out of the woods. <laughs> no, we're at a, at a mate's house. It was over the summer, right? And um, these sort of, these girls were down from Queensland or something. Anyway, like I was, to be honest, I was 15. And I w- wouldn't have been able to string two sentences together. I was terrified of girls. You know, I was, I was there with another mate and two, two other friends that were a little bit older and better looking and a lot more charming. And... Um, Everyone was sort of, you know, pretty keen on these, this, this, this one girl that was down, sort of, on holidays. Anyway, <laughs> my mate came up with this plan that okay, for the next hour, everyone's got fifteen minutes to go up and try and, you know, basically, present so, yeah, present their case. So you can get her. Yeah, present their case to this girl, and he goes, "You go first, lot." I went, "Oh, okay, all right." I sat there for about fourteen minutes and thirty-five seconds. Then I bit the bullet, mm-hmm. so to speak, strolled up to her, and I just, I, I, I remember her name, but I won't say it. I just said, so-and-so, will you get with me? And she just looked at me and said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was, I was crushed because so uh, they, they, using, using my brain, I did that in front of pretty much, well, 15 people, sort of, they, they were all sitting there, and I could hear like... You know when you can just see people just in hysterics, but they don't want to make a sound? The holding in the laughter. Yeah, and I stood there. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And I looked at my mate. I said, we've got to go. We've got to go. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm in no rush, mate. we just got to chill out. <laughs> so I had to sit in the same room <laughs> as all these people for the next two hours. It was it, it was some experience, let me tell you. I guess that's the situation then when you would actually want to bite on a bullet. <laughs> And that's that's my own segue that's to my a, next point. Can I just say that's a situation where I regret biting on the bullet, which is like. But would you regret it as much if you didn't bite the bullet? Would you sit there and go, mm. you know, regret what you? It was one of them things because I I, I think deep down I knew I didn't I, I didn't stand a chance, but I think it was that sort of thing where, like you said, you know, you don't live long enough to to die wondering. And sometimes you just got to put yourself out there. YOLO. And what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, it's you know I'm telling it as a bit of a funny story, and people got to giggle out of it. That's and, it. And everyone moved on with their lives, and it was fine. The biggest precursor to biting the bullet for me is that I always think that phrase: regret what you do, do not what you don't. Yeah. You know, you just I don't do want it. to regret not. Don't you'll never know if you don't. What's that? Give great, a shot. There's a great basketball quote as well. I don't know who said it, but I think it might have been Michael Jordan. He said, Space you, "You regret 100 percent of the shots you don't take." Yeah. Can a human, I know, I'm getting real nerdy now, but can a human actually have enough force on a bullet if they're biting it to let it go off, like to trigger the gunpowder or whatever the mechanism of a bullet? I don't think the gunpowder's in the bullet. I think the gunpowder's in the gun. The gun. 
and the bullet is just a small, basically a ball bearing. I thought yeah. it was the other way around because that's why there's a shell and a casing. So the gun is just like is the hammer, the the, the force, and it hits the back of the bullet, which has the gunpowder in it, and then that'd be the shell, and then the bullet comes out of that. There's definitely gunpowder in the Yeah, bullet. I think you might be right. You though. might be right. I mean, we're not ballistics, but, but, I'm not a ballistics think, edge, but I got this, I got this World War II bullet that I've had, I don't know, I think it was my great-great-grandpa's or something. Um, I don't know. Just been trying to take a bite, that's why I've taken a bite out of it for years. Yeah, I've been, I've been gnawing on it. it Tastes like absolute <laughs> been chewed shit. On it. No, that's just, stone. and that's the only kind of you know relation I've got to studying a bullet. But so I'm sure there's gunpowder in a bullet. So you're biting the casing oh. of the bullet. Maybe in modern times, but I'm pretty sure back in the day when they were just stuffing pissed, you know, sort of, you know, <laughs> sawn off stuff with, you know, back in with muskets. Back, yeah, muskets. I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah. it was just like a little hard rock. Yeah, yeah. But that, I'm, that I might was, be wrong. But I'm talking about like now, like modern day bullets. I feel like if a bullet's, you know penetrating bone I don't think you're going to be able to bite through one without breaking your teeth no no especially not not if it's been shot at you <laughs> <laughs> you need bloody good time let me tell you yeah I mean you've got to be a magician don't you fuck magicians idiots okay the next one on our list is pull your leg to pull one's leg which leg um, I don't think it matters. It doesn't doesn't specify, but we've all heard it. Pulling my leg, mate. Um, mm. To pull your leg, let's discuss. What's thoughts, that? gentlemen? You're having a go, aren't you? You're you're lying or exaggerating. You pull my leg because you're trying to. You're, you're obviously telling a story with a lot of over exaggeration and hyperbole, mm. and I'm not believing you. Is it about? It- so I would reply back with, "Come on, mate. You're pulling my leg." So is it flat out lying or is it telling a joke? Yeah, it is a joke, but it's not just a joke. It's sort of you're you're lying or embellishing or doing something like that. I mean, so a good example is, um, I don't know. I don't have one. What if you're, um, <laughs> what if you're having a bit of a swim? You're out swimming in the ocean. Someone sneaks up, comes under the water, pulls your leg like a shark. Would you what you say you're gonna respond with, mate? Stop pulling my so, leg, mate. You're pulling my leg. Yeah, <laughs> but they were pulling your leg because I pretended they were some sort of you know. Be, sea oh yeah, so deceit. creature. Yeah, I got you. But but so, I mean that's what it, maybe that's literally what it means. Someone did that once. No yeah. one's seen that gag before. Yeah. I do it to people every, all the time. Every t- that is my go-to. Every time I go I for a swim it. with someone I know, I'm always under the water like. Would you ever do the double up? Because you grab them and you pull them under and then on your way up, you push their shoulders down. That's a little intense. Looks <laughs> like, like you just like, drowned. I've drowned, yes. I've drowned you many a child. down so they can't breathe anymore? <laughs> yeah. And then stomp on their heads and bash them? Well, it's tough, love. People need to toughen up. <laughs> they breed them tough in Newcastle. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's a lot of foreigners can't handle going underwater so yeah because you don't do it as foreigners do you because yeah, the locals are <laughs> great right yeah <laughs> no, no, overseas come and spend come and spend the weekend in Newcastle in country come on <laughs> oh, I just see a lot of um like particularly yeah maybe Brits Americans they like to when if they jump in the water they've got to hold their nose to go underwater like a lot of people who don't grow up by the beach can't get a hold on the fact that you just exhale when you go underwater yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. We were sort of joking about it before, but it, and we grew up next to the beach. But you learn so much, 
you know, about the ocean, what to look for, the dangers, and just how, you know, well, just just how powerful the whole thing is. Um, and I think that's lost on people that haven't spent that time by the ocean. Um, and it's not their fault. It's just, just the way it is. Yeah, so getting back onto pulling the leg, um, it's there's a lot of when idioms it, that have sort of pulling or tugging or, you know, what's the, I mean, pull, all... pull the wool over one's eyes, um, to have a tug, uh, <laughs> you know, to have a pull, to have a pull. <laughs> they, um, are, they are not idioms. You know, it's not. <laughs> That's just, just describing your Saturday yeah, night, yeah. mate. Yeah. Saturday night. To not. jerk off. <laughs> yeah. Monday lunchtime, mate. More like it. In the fap one out. <laughs> yeah, so where did... Like, to have a tug. Is that... It's, it's not nothing, a, once, nothing, once again, it's not an idiom. Got nothing to do with a small boat in a harbour pushing out a big ship? No. What's well, not having a... Yeah. It, 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 it is. But like... having a tug of war with yourself. Pull, isn't pulling it? your leg. That's where it came from, surely. Yeah, tug, tug of war. Tug of war. You to tug so? on it. To tug on it. I don't yeah. think it's anything to do with I've tug never heard But I mean, the tugboat's the same thing. Anyway, you've, you've, re- you've introduced an idiom that fucking lowest common denominator. I'm sorry, but when is it socially acceptable to pull on anyone's leg? When we fact check it, the, the people will know, we, and we will know as well. When we teach ourselves, but why would this ever become something? When would anyone pull on someone's leg? I don't know. We're, we're, I, I think it's fair to say we're a bit of a at a bit of a, a loose end with this one. Yeah. And where did that come from? A loose end. <laughs> <laughs> a problem shared is a problem halved. Ah, yes. A problem shared is a problem halved. Well, it really depends on who, who, who you're in the problem with. It could be a it could be a problem magnified, <laughs> d- depending on your teammate. Let me assure you. Yeah. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. Talk, I mean, talk, I'm talking about Hoorah! Hoorah! Can I get a hell yeah? <laughs> no, I, I think it's yeah, insanely dependent on on who you're aligned with. So potentially two people end up with a worse problem. Well, one almost certainly, um, and another one might be able to coast. They're aligned for the ride. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel exploited? Okay, I got now. This is not this is not a knot, but I went to university, right? Bloody <laughs> dark. <laughs> Tertiary educated. University boy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about string theory, but... What are we going to do? Um, but I was in a group once and I was in a small tutorial and uh, basically there was about five sort of Anglo, sort of white Australians and there was a lot of international students and some group work and we just happened to be sitting together and we just said, all right, let's be in a group. And the... Um, Wait, you and the Aussies? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not, not by design. You know, it's just happened that that was the way of it. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, know, Aussies at the front row. No, I didn't walk in and think we're the Aussies. <laughs> yeah, I just walked in, sat down. But basically, you know, it, it came time to split it up and do the group work, and we all just sort of looked at it. So yeah, well, let's jump in the group. And the tutor sort of looked over and said, No, 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 no chance. Um, I'm splitting you guys up, one in each group. So. You know, it became pretty clear that I was, you know, we were going to be the the editors and the scribes um, because obviously a lot of the international students, English wasn't their first language, and you know the standard work wasn't going to be quite good enough if they were doing the writing. So, so you felt exploited because well, you were 
the token native English speaker. I've made perfect sense, but I'd certainly never sit there and say a problem shared is a problem halved because, you know, I had the problem. You know, my problem was magnified and, and everyone else was fine because they just knock up their, their rough drafts and I'd go through pretty much rewrite it. It took, took me about two and a half years. <laughs> I just got the last assignment done last week, you know. See, it's funny you say that example because I feel well, I, had the, I had the exact same thing. Um, a lot of international students at my uni didn't learn string theory either. No. no unfortunately, mm. but... Where'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought it was the other way around. I thought if anyone was exploited, it was the international students because we knew that we only had to edit it and do the speaking in class so you could get them to do the grunt of the work. So... You say you're the victim in your story, but really I'm the person the exploit because editing and and doing the speaking that's just like that's the easy bit, isn't it? Depends on what the assignment is, but like you weren't you weren't in my group, let me assure you. <laughs> and like, don't get me wrong, like he does get. I've, I've been on both sides of the situation as well. I'm not just saying like I went through uni for like, exploiting international students. I mean, think back to my group. Each and every one of them put in so much work, and they did the absolute best they could. Mm. And you know the quality there was fantastic, but it's not their fault. English is not their first language. Yeah. You know, so I was a necessity in that group, but it was no reflection on their intelligence or work ethic. Mm. It was just, I think, the audacity. Yeah. But apart from uni, um, any other circumstances where... A problem shared is a problem halved. I reckon it's not the case if the problem is your, for, for the lack of a better word, your better half or your worse half. You're in a relationship. One's a bit of a head case, a bit of a nutter. <laughs> Then really, you've just taken. And what, on. Why are you still single, Reza? <laughs> oh, people just don't like my wit. <laughs> Too cluey for him. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, well, it, I know what you're saying. Um, it, uh, I was also you turned me on to the or, idea or, of guess, ego as well. Ego, like I guess what I'm trying to get is like baggage. Everyone mm. has their own baggage, emotional baggage or something. So you join a relationship. You know, that's supposed to be about making each other's lives better you know, many different facets, but sometimes it can be the opposite. Really, you're just taking on their problems. But you might make it easier for them if they're the one with all the baggage. Like, I'm thinking it's a one-sided relationship here with one person than another, as I said before, but you're... It's okay. <laughs> I mean, you're People such... with baggage don't need, necessarily need to be nutters, though. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got baggage. We all well, have baggage. specifically it's, one it's, kind it's, of baggage. But, oh, okay. so is, that, is that the PC term, nutters? Is that, is that what people would... <laughs> right. So you got to, you're supposed to halve the load, right? Yeah. So someone's got a problem. You're gonna, you help each other out, and it's a venting thing, and you do end up taking on someone else's problems. Like, sometimes it can be quite heavy, but... Um, but if you're an absolute, someone's got a nut job for sharing their problems with you. But if you're if you're an absolute angel like I am and has no problems, and then you get in a relationship with someone who has problems. Yeah, I've never well, actually heard you complain about anything. So you, know, you must I, be a joy to. Mate, no one's heard complain. So maybe the hot tip, mate. You've got problems. <laughs> <laughs> right, man. And oh, your your soon to be your partner, whenever she comes along, is going to have to come to grips with the fact mate, that, that, pull, you, mate, that you might be a problem she she cannot share. Mate, I'm pulling your leg, all right? Ah. No, 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 but I think in that sense, a problem shared is a problem hard. If you've got like something huge on your chest, mm-hmm. what if you've got like something it's heavily huge, weighing on you that you, no one knows and you need to tell someone this big, big secret? And once you actually get that off your chest and someone else knows, you are really burdening that person though. Well, it depends what sort of secret it is. If it's, a, I mean, it's one like, you know, I've just... 
I've quit my job. I'm excited about this new opportunity. That's fine. But if it's something a bit crazy, you killed someone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was swimming around before, and I, I drowned this poor American bloke. <laughs> I don't know what to tell him. He, he didn't come up. <laughs> he, he, he didn't come up. So I just just bailed and had some sort of lucky. Yeah. Pretended like I didn't know him. Well, when you tell us that problem, Lucas, we'll we'll see if it's yeah, and I'll share it better onto you guys. And then maybe yeah, okay. There we go. We'll use that. We'll get off my like. I'm probably a nut like, job. Like, Exactly, you are a nutter. That's what I'm trying to get to. If I've drowned someone, yeah. <laughs> you say, is, is everyone accident, a nutter? Though. Everyone a nutter? Mm-hmm. Everyone's got to be crazy in them. You got it. Yeah. Everyone's it's a crazy got, world out there. Everyone's neurotic about something. Yeah. And if you keep the, that neurotic train of thought to yourself, you just run it around in your own head, just yeah. in circles. Like you talk about it with someone, yeah. you get it out, and then everyone feels better. Because especially if the person you tell is like, that's not really that much of an issue, man. Don't, yeah. don't and then don't, the problem's gone don't do that problem with, shared is a problem gone don't do that with erotic thoughts though it can get weird and awkward <laughs> no but <laughs> yeah but in that, even on that like if you share that with a partner that could lead to fantastic things right, you don't say everything right trust me I was kicking around in my head I'm joking just keep right. that full problem to yourself yeah absolutely Gotta... sounds like a hard problem if anything is that <laughs> oh my. I'm surrounded by Backtrack. The origin of um, to pull your leg. It has a criminal background and those that used to steal from people in crime ridden London in the olden days, they used to literally have wires to trip people up which pulled on their leg and someone else took their valuables whilst they were feeling rather compromised on the floor. Bite the bullet. The phrase was first recorded in Rudyard Kipling's 1891 novel, The Light That Failed and its origin derives from the barbaric era before anaesthetics were used in medical procedures when injured soldiers had to bite on the bullet to help them endure the pain of an operation or amputation. Biting on the bullet usually resulted in a few broken teeth aside from the pain. And for those playing at home, having a tug or having a tug of war with Cyclops is masturbation, wanking or having one off the wrist. (laughs) 